And we're back. We're back with another episode of Saved and Such. Man, it's been a while. We got somebody across the scene in about 40 Sundays. What's up? Hey, Alexis. Well, Alexis back. <laughs> go be Alexis. We ain't seen you about Go four. be Alexis. Here she go. Go be Alexis. Yeah, we got Alexis back on the couch, man. She been gone. She been life. Life been life, right? Yes. All right. I'm glad you said that, though, because we're going to get into just not just you, but the episode of this, uh, the title of this episode is dealing with life, dealing with trauma even. You know what I mean? Coming out of Matthew 11, 28 and 29, it says, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and you shall find rest unto your souls. So when I read that, or when y'all think about trauma, what goes through your mind? Because a lot of people are hurting right now. Um, the rest part. Mm. I think a lot of people underestimate rest and just resting and just having a day, especially like at this age. Yeah. You're so used to going, 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 like, and barely having time to just regroup, mm-hmm. rest, sleep, because all of that is necessary. Like, even God rested. Mm-hmm. On the seventh day, when he was, um, you know, done creating and done working, and even Jesus, when he was on had his time on earth, he emphasized rest. And he he did a lot of work over the years that he was here, but he rested as well. Like he he never like just didn't take time out to rest his body, rest his mind, and just regroup. So I think that when people deal with trauma and they deal with like mental health issues. It's important to just have time to just do nothing. <clears throat> mm. I struggle with resting. Yeah. Bad. Yeah, you be out. Another thing, too. Out is crazy. I do not. <laughs> Another thing, too, you owe me that, too. What? What we shook on before, before the... Uh... <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you owe me that, too. But you being a mental health expert, how do you tie expert that... Expert is crazy. Well, you got your degree. You, got your... <laughs> you think you know. Doctor, yeah, you think you know. <laughs> okay. All but right. you dealing with... You having that... Dealing with mental health, how do you tie that in with also God? Um, it's funny. Somebody asked me this question before, and honestly, I think that I think that certain. First of all, I think mental health issues—that's a spiritual attack. Mm-hmm. Um, for a few reasons. Um, everything we do is in a, is is spiritual. Nothing is physical. So anytime there is uh, something going on that's not of God, it has to be of the devil because it's either one or the other. Mm-hmm. It's not just you. Um, so that's one. And two, um, there's like God is not the author of confusion. Most of the battle, battle, most of the mental health issues that we have start in our minds. Mm-hmm. And so. We all know that if the devil can get a hold of our mind, then he basically has us. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's the second thing. And the way I integrate it is just understanding. For me personally, like not in practice, but personally, I, I understand that therapy is necessary and that rest is necessary and like self-care is necessary, but also knowing what the source is and knowing who I can really go to. Like it's great having my therapist to talk to every Friday. But I also need to talk to God every day mm. to lock in with him and talk to him about my problems. Um, what, what is it? Philippians? 
or is it Philip? How you say it? Philippians, you said. Philippians four thirteen mm-hmm. about be anxious for nothing, but pray about everything. Yeah. But tell God what you need. So I've learned that he, because I was diagnosed with a generalized anxiety disorder in like twenty twenty, and I would have like mental attacks or like anxiety attacks, panic attacks, like real bad, like sliding my back down the wall crying. And literally, once I realized that I can just tell God what I need in the moment or whatever, like just, Lord, I'm feeling anxious today or I'm feeling anxious about this. (laughs) I just need you to give me peace that surpasses all understanding. Help me to see whatever this is from the root of it and just be with me, walk with me. Show me your face throughout the day. And literally when I pray that prayer and just tell God what I need and just let him in on it, he's like, all right, I got you. And then I realized, like, my anxiety started to subside, not just that day, but just in general. Like, I rarely have anxiety unless I'm in a anxiety-provoking situation, like yeah. something crazy. Yeah, so unless I'm in an anxiety-provoking situation, I you know, I don't really have anxiety like I used to, mm. just randomly. Yeah. So I think that God is, is is he's the source, he's the healer. And a mental health expert or a mental health counselor or a doctor can, you know, treat the symptoms, but God is the ultimate healer. And he's the ultimate, he's the one that can take it away. Yeah. Like to the point where you never have to deal with it again. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I really like about this generation because we're breaking curses. Yeah. That like our parents, they've probably have so many issues that need to be diagnosed, but. You know, their church, the church that they grew up in was just like, oh, you just need to pray. Like, you don't have depression. You need to pray. Like, mm-hmm. don't say you have anxiety. You need, to, you just need to pray. And yes, you need to pray, but God has therapists for a reason. He puts people in place yeah. for a reason. So I'm glad that this generation, like you, like, you know, like, I need to go to therapy Friday, but I know I still need God in my life. Mm-hmm. Like, it's okay to have both things. It's yeah. okay to acknowledge, like, I've been diagnosed with depression, like, but now I, I need God, and I also need actual help, like medical help. Mm-hmm. And both work hand in hand. But, you know, you can't just get the medical help, but you also still need God. Mm-hmm. So I really love that this generation is learning and breaking the curse of that. It's okay to acknowledge the problem and yes. go about it in the right yes. way. And I feel like it's healthy to go about it that way. So, so you say you've been diagnosed with depression? Oh, no, I'm just saying Oh, an example. <laughs> no, oh, I'm just okay, saying okay. in general. <laughs> No, I thought that's what you said. That's why I had to clarify that. Like, it's okay to, I'm just saying for an example, mm-hmm. but just acknowledging, like, because they don't, like, in the old, like, old churches, they don't want to acknowledge that at all. Like, don't yeah. speak that of yourself. And I get that. Like, speak life and speak mm-hmm. all, like, whatever. You have power in your tongue. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's reality. This is, like, I actually have a problem. Like, I'm actually, there's actually a serious problem that I need to get checked out. Mm-hmm. And there's been times where I'd be like, I feel like I need therapy. Like, Mm -hmm. I need to go to a therapist. And then someone just be like, no, you just need to pray. Like, you don't need to go to no therapist. Like, no, like, I seriously think Mm -hmm. I need to go to a therapist. And there are Christian therapists out there. There Mm -hmm. are people who will literally pray with you, and then they'll talk you through it and Mm -hmm. how to maneuver life with it. It's God put them there for a purpose, to use their gifts. Like, you know, you're studying, I don't know, you to be a... Okay. So I didn't want to say therapist, but it'd be wrong. But, you know, like God is putting you in place to Mm -hmm. help those. You can help them spiritually and also help them. What's the word? Mentally. 
physically. Yeah, mentally, physically, yeah. But I'm also trying to say something else. But it'll come to me. But yeah, God God puts people in place for that very reason. So you don't have mm-hmm. to just put brush like brush your issue to the side and just pray. Because mm-hmm. the issue ain't going to change unless you start being real about it. Mm-hmm. Do you want to dig deeper in your study of Reformed theology? The All of Life for God podcast, presented by Reformation Heritage Books, offers you weekly sermons, audiobook chapters, and interviews that will help strengthen your relationship with Jesus Christ. So what are you waiting for? Just search All of Life for God wherever you get your podcast and start listening today. Presented by Reformation Heritage Books. It's, it's two things. Like, two things that you said. First, back in the old days, they would say, just pray like you said. But when I read the Bible, and let's let's just go with the, let's just hypothetically say, I mean, you know, I know it's true, but Mm -hmm. let's just go with mental health disorders is a spiritual attack. Yeah. Now, you may not heal from, you may not be cured from it, but someone who has schizophrenia may have peace in their mind if they, you know, you know what I mean? Yeah. They may not be all the way cured from it. It may not be something that is just gone, but the peace may be there, and that might be what they need mm-hmm. because of God. So what I'm saying is, is if it's a spirit or a spiritual attack, the same way they call out demons and they call out spirits, you have to call those things out. You can't say it's not there because that's like saying, oh, that spirit is not there. Like you just mm-hmm. you can't possess yourself. It has to be a spirit that possesses you. Yeah. And so if you if we're going with the fact that okay, mental health disorders are a spiritual attack, then you got to call that spirit out. The spirit of depression, the spirit of anxiety, the spirit of this. Mm-hmm. You can't ignore it and say, oh, it doesn't exist, just pray. Yeah. That's that's foolish. You have to acknowledge it. <clears throat> yeah, and then the other thing is, dang. You just, what, is, what was the last thing you said? You remember? Mm-hmm. It's going to <sighs> That God puts people in place for those very things? Yes. Certain things are a gift. Like gifts coming out of repentance. You could be a therapist. But most people that are doctors or that are therapists, you have to be graced. Mm-hmm. You have to be graced to do certain things. Like as a as a as a counselor or a therapist, I have to be graced in that area, mm-hmm. not only to succeed financially, but to not have those spirits try to attack me or jump on me. Yeah. God has to grace me and give me permission to operate in that area because He's not going to allow you to do something that's not for you. You're not going to succeed at something that's not for you. Mm-hmm. And so I know that I have a gift of healing. It's just about how I'm going to use it. And he happened to grace me to be a therapist. The crazy thing is when I was when I wanted to be a doctor, a pediatrician, since I was four all the way until sophomore year of college, I wanted to be a pediatrician. And that's what, I, that's what my track was. I had internships. Really, it was like laid out. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't happy. And it's because I wasn't graced to be in that. Yeah. It's what I wanted. It's what I thought I wanted. I wanted to help heal people. I wanted to do this. The, the gift was there, but I wasn't graced to be there. Mm-hmm. And so when I switched to mental health, all the favors started to roll in. And I'm like, this makes sense. Mm-hmm. So, like, you got to be graced to do certain things. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, definitely. I think going back to what Alexa said, Big Lex, um, <laughs> about knowing, like, uh what happened before you came, like as far as dealing with like older generations of your family, 
I know uh, depression was definitely something that like men in my family definitely dealt with. So like me dealing with that, I knew that that was something I, I wanted to, you know, not only work on, but make sure that it ends with me. So like my kids don't have to deal with it. My grandkids don't have to deal with it. Um, it being Black History Month, man, I know I can honestly say like as a black man, it can be a lot mentally as far as day-to-day things. You know what I'm saying? And as far as everything that we go through, honestly. Like, I'm not even trying to make this, like, no black, like, you know. Nah. Nah, not even trying to make an excuse. You know, some people, just because I'm black, you know. But, like, you know what I mean? It's certain things that there are, there's some dark things that's going on in this world. You know what I mean? Things that, racism is a a spirit. Honestly, yeah. A spirit of hate. That happened a long time ago, going back to slavery. So, honestly believe, like, you know what I mean? Like, just even me being the skin color that I am, there's some things that we have to kill along with that mentally, you know what I'm saying, of of, of the depression and, and in bondage and things like that. So I just kind of want my kids and my grandkids um, to walk in freedom. Mm-hmm. And that freedom is in Jesus, you know what I mean? It's important to, to definitely learn about the past, you know what I'm saying, because you don't know where you're going unless you know where you've been. Mm-hmm. So just spending that time with God, man, he's been revealing to me so many things and like I said, going going back to that racism, like that was something I had to deal with. Like that was something big that, like, when I came over to Christ, like I was more Malcolm X than Martin Luther King. I'm be honest, <laughs> with, you. I'm be honest with you. You know what I'm saying? But he kind of, like, after watching Martin Luther King, I'm like, dang, he was really great that he was able to get everybody together. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. All skin colors. You know what I mean? Like it didn't matter like what anybody was, who anybody was, but he was able to bring everybody at that point in time. It was really great, you know what I mean? I'm a social studies teacher, so I've been teaching my kids more like the cake. So yeah. yeah. So you know what I mean? I've been so as I'm teaching them, I'm really learning about things myself. Like, dang, that's crazy. But yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah, it's a lot. I like um how you said, you know, you have to know where you've been to move forward. Mm-hmm. And that's one thing my mom, she did. She sat down with me and my sister, because she's the type, she doesn't talk about it mm-hmm. and we'll just figure out when we get older. And now she finally, like, sat us down. And I think anyone should do this. Because if you realize that you're dealing, like, man, I'm always angry all the time. Like, mm-hmm. where is this coming from? Like, this this isn't like me. Like, it's probably something from your parents or it's probably something from your grandparents. Mm-hmm. So having that conversation with my mom and her telling me, like, what my dad went through and the stuff, some of the stuff that he struggled with. Like, he struggled with depression. He struggled mm. with PTSD and all that stuff mm. from being in the military. And then my mm. mom... She says how she struggles with, you know, communicating and sorry to put your business out there. (laughs) But all the stuff, like she just spoke to us, like what she struggled with and then what my dad struggled with. And so now we know what they've went through and the problems that they've had. So now we know, okay, so that could probably happen to us. Like I know if like if you have a parent who had a drinking problem. Maybe it's not best for you to surround yourself with people who are always drinking or put in your situation where you're drinking yourself. So it's like now you know how to operate through things a little better mm-hmm. once you know, once you sit down with your parents and have that conversation and like know your past and know like your family history and the things that they struggled with. Mm-hmm. So you can already be on top of it and already pray against it for you and for your kids. Mm-hmm. Mm. That young got wisdom right there, don't she? Yeah. A little younger. A little younger. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> now I definitely agree with that 1000% Transparency is the only way that you're gonna Uncover Unlearn, relearn mm-hmm. Transparency is the way to go mm-hmm. 
Like, you can't heal from something you don't know. If you don't know what's happening, if you don't know what it is, you can't unlearn something if you don't know where it started or, or you don't have the context behind it. And I took a psychology and a black experience class when I was in college, and that really opened my mind to not just not just slavery, because that's all we you know we think, oh, black people, slavery. Yeah, but it's so much, like, even now, even today, like, if you just see how the systems are set up and how they have planned for us to fail and how they, it's, it's, I don't know how to explain it. It's yeah. crazy. There mm-hmm. was a, and, it, and it's crazy because it's passed down from slavery. Right. Slavery. So when they, when we say, like, everything starts from slavery, everything started in this, like, yeah. But then I also realized, is I used to also question, like, well, God, how are you God and you let slavery happen? All right, ask some questions. And I just be like, um, and, and before anybody says anything, it's okay to question God. Mm-hmm. He wants you to ask him questions so that he, so that he can teach you. He delights in teaching his children. So, yes, I ask God, why did you allow slavery to happen? And why was it so gory? Why was it so uh, graphic? Why was it so violent? Like, why was it? So to us, like, I'm your child. Like, why you let that happen? Mm -hmm. And I was reading the Bible, and I realized that slaves were in the Bible. And it made me realize, like, Mm. God, I don't want to say he allowed it to happen. I mean, obviously, he allowed it to happen, but... And I can't tell you what his reason it was, but I can tell you the clarity that I had from reading the Bible about it. Mm-hmm. There were slaves in the Bible. They worked for their master. In a master, it wasn't about color. It wasn't about um, complexion. It literally was if somebody was higher than you on the, the hierarchy, then they had slaves. Slaves as in made. So a slave is the term for a worker under the person that's higher than them. Just like kings, queens, and peasants, it all sounds bad. The connotation is all bad. But when I put it into context like that, I'm like, okay. So this was a job. And then you have people, like they do today, that weaponize and pervert something that wasn't that never, that never that wasn't supposed to be like that. Mm-hmm. And when I think about how white people uh, or slave masters rip pages out the Bible... Yeah, yeah, yeah. And gave it to the slaves to read so that they would never know that they were free because of God, because Jesus died for their sins. So they, mm-hmm. they read a skewed version of the Bible and it only talked about slaves serving your master and slaves doing this. A lot of the slaves didn't fight back because they thought it was ungodly to do ungodly to do so. Mm-hmm. And so imagine if they had the full understanding of who God said they are. Yeah. Like how would things be different? And so I don't I don't you know, it's still like, well, Lord, you could have came down here and saved them mm-hmm. or saved us, but the process was the process, and we're here now. Mm-hmm. Grace. It's, I mean, it's a hard topic. It's a lot to unpack. It's a lot to learn, but yeah. I think with trauma being passed down, I definitely believe that it was passed down from slavery. I mean, it's called post-traumatic slave, post-traumatic slave disorder. That's a real thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's just trauma being passed down from slavery. Why do you beat your kids? Because they bad. 
Nah, he could not true. because spare the rod, spoil the child. Because that's not what it is. It's because your slave, the slave masters, beat us when we did something wrong, and in turn, they would, they would. If we was trying to run away, if black people was trying to run away, the masters would beat their, beat them or their kids, mm-hmm. and and the slaves would beat their children to scare them into never running away because the master is going to kill them. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Like he never. Whoopings back then were out of fear of being killed. Yeah. And so even now, like when I hear young parents or parents that are in this generation say, you know, I'm I'm doing this because I love you and it's so much worse out there. Like, yeah, but. So you like, don't believe in beating kids? No. You don't believe in discipline? Discipline. I mean, I mean, as far as like that. Discipline and whooping your child with a object. No, I'm, I'm just saying like. You, you just don't believe in that at all, like beating. No, them. I believe in if I gotta pop you a little bit, pluck you or something. I'm like, okay, right. Like if you run across the street and you could die by getting mm-hmm. hit by a car, of course mm-hmm. I might pop you because I need you to learn a lesson fast. Right. Fear. The reason that we hit people is to instill fear. Mm-hmm. So if I need you to be scared of getting hit by a car for you to live tomorrow, I might gotta pop you, but I'm not gonna hit you with an object. That's abuse. Yeah. Yeah. Discipline though, like you do, come here. Here, mm-hmm. like we we all of that. I'm not letting my kids get away with certain stuff. But it's not a game. They're gonna learn lessons. Mm-hmm. But they're gonna learn. They're gonna be taught lessons in love, not fear. Unless it's life threatening. Okay. What you got? <laughs> I was gonna say like with slavery, that's like 400 years, and then even after that, you had segregation and all yeah. that. And there's still even till this day. We still have stuff that's put in place. Everything is systematic, like jails. That's all. That was all just to get people back into slavery. Mm-hmm. So it's really hard for Black people to get away from that trauma when this has been going on for years and it's still going on. It's all. It's all put in a system. Mm-hmm. So that's why. I mean, something we have to continue to pray about, mm-hmm. something we have to continue to work towards, and having open conversations mm-hmm. and pulling people aside like, no, we should talk about this. Because yeah. a lot of people don't want to talk about it. Yeah. And a lot of younger generations, they're always looking at the person next to them. I think it was like right when we started this episode off, we were just talking about, you know, we're moving so fast mm-hmm. that we don't even have time to have rest. Mm-hmm. But a lot of younger people, they're looking at the next person like, oh, you know... Re got on a podcast, re getting money, and he's like, I need to work, I need to get money. Look at Marae, she out here. Yeah, I'm looking re out here getting followers. <laughs> I need to push this content, I need to push and do this. Because right. always, a lot of people our age are looking at the person next to them, they're looking at what they see on social media. Comparison, they're, yeah, they're comparing themselves, mm-hmm. and no one is giving them time for rest. No, like mm-hmm. they're not giving themselves time to rest and not giving themselves time to heal. And that's why we need to have that conversation. And start those conversations. And this is a start. Mm-hmm. Having this conversation. Talking about trauma. Talking about how we can heal from it. Talking about where it comes from. So well, like, we got to really fight good. back. <laughs> come don't, don't do that. <laughs> like, now I'm joking. I'm okay for sure. Yeah, yeah. Well, Michelle Obama said a quote that my pastor told me. When they go, lo- when they go low, we go high. I don't know, I'm just going to words mixed up. When they go low, we go high. <laughs> so even when, you know what I mean, you... Dealing with people who are in their evil and hateful ways, you know what I mean? We operate at a place of love. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I know it may be hard to turn the other cheek yeah. at times. Uh-huh. 
especially when words are being said and objects and Marais kicking stuff, you know what I mean? It might be hard, but you know what I mean? That's something that we have to continue to, like you said, have conversations about how we can grow, how we can learn, how we can heal. Yeah. You know I got saying? another quote. I was watching this show, uh, Chicago Fire, and um, the black guy is the chief. And so I was like, hmm, this is different. And he didn't he didn't die in the first couple episodes. He oh hasn't goodness. died. So I'm like ah. Oh my goodness. But no, he said he told one of his um his uh I don't know employees, he told them leaders lead from the front. Mm. And I'm like, that's deep. Mm-hmm. He was like, it get lonely at, at the front, but that's where you have to lead. You can't you can't be a leader looking at somebody else's head. Mm. So I encourage everyone to get out there and do a little bit of activism. Start starting a conversation. We need to bring back protest. Mm-hmm. MLK got stuff done. Yeah. Together, though, right? <laughs> this is a great conversation, man. Very vulnerable conversation. Something our audience might not be used to, but that's all right. We'll continue to grow. We'll continue to have open conversations about things that we go through, things that we're actually thinking and not just things that people want us to say. Mm-hmm. So, you know what I mean? You can catch all that on every episode of Saved and Such. You can follow us on all streaming platforms at S-A-V-E-D-N-S-U-C-H. Hey, Black History Month! <laughs> Another great episode. <laughs>